week on Young Nostalgia were two Utes in court <laughs> with our good old pal Vinny. Let's take a look. Hello and welcome back to Young Nostalgia, one of your favorite podcasts because you keep on coming back and back and back for more. I'm Nolan. As always, Ben is beside me on one of the most pristine porcelain granite countertops you have ever seen <laughs> with a little bit of coffee stains. Ben, how you doing today, big guy? I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> uh, doing good, doing good. Glad to be back into the groove here. Excited for another starting off our, our series here. I know, man. I'm I'm excited too. It seemed like you almost like got choked up. Like I don't know what to call it. Uh, series. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't really sure where I was going with it. I was just kind of uh, word vomiting at that point, and uh, I, think I had to kind of pull it back together. Right. I love it. That's good. <laughs> Episode one eighteen coming your way. We're going to be kicking off our movie mystery series with Ben's first pick for a movie I haven't seen, which is My Cousin Vinny. We're super excited. I uh, I absolutely enjoyed it from the beginning. To the end um and i know it's like regarded as as a pretty popular like pop culture like classic movie but i have never seen it which is kind of nuts um and i'm a little upset that it took me 26 years of my entire life to finally uh watch this movie and i, and I didn't even buy it i watched it on one two three dot movie dot auc or something like that so <laughs> definitely worth it but it was super good <laughs> Uh, yeah, I probably ought to be careful throwing out that URL. It's probably going to get shut down. You get to use it one and only once. And uh, <laughs> Well, I'm the only funny. one that got to do it. I'm the last one. So. Oh, yep. Uh, whatever. At least you got your use out of it. That's fine. Right. <laughs> That's how, funny. How, how, long would you say, how long would you say it's been since you've watched My Cousin Vinny? Um, I don't know. It's easily been... It's easily been four years, at okay, at least. Okay. Um, the only reason I know so that was is like a. I just know that Sorry, because uh, honestly, I don't think I've ever actually seen this movie not on TV. Okay. And so okay. Uh, I haven't, I haven't lived in a household that's had cable in at least uh, coming up on four years, so. Uh, I know it's been at least that long, probably a little bit longer. Um, so that, that was kind of enjoyable about this as well because I've I've never actually I've sat down and watched the whole movie, but not without mm-hmm. you know commercial interruptions. And and most of the time I come in, you know, just after it started or halfway through or something. Um, right. It's one of those movies where it's like I've seen the whole thing, but I've rarely ever seen it all in one chunk. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was good to actually sit down. And uh, and watch it for real, and watch the actual uh, un un uh, FCC edited version as well, because it's always been on right, you know, network television. So that was right. interesting too. Cool, that's cool. That'd be a cool perspective. Yeah, absolutely enjoyed it. Um, definitely one I'd want to like revisit and kind of piece together because we'll get into the points in a little bit. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely a good one to rewatch and and some good classic comedy gems in there. So. What do you think, big guy? Should we just jump on into it and have a good time? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I think uh, kind of how we were used to doing it before was uh, whoever's first time was watching it, they kind of started off and 
and uh, I'll kind of chime in with some points, and then anything that you didn't cover that I have, we'll talk about that in the end. Sounds good. It's a date. Let's do it. It's a date. All right. My Cousin Vinny uh, is what we watched. So this is a 1992 American comedy film directed by Jonathan Lynn uh, from a screenplay by Dale Lawner. Um, the film stars Joe Pecci, uh, Ralph Machino, and Marissa Tomei, along with a, a cast of others. But the film deals with two young New Yorkers traveling through rural Alabama on vacation, and they were then arrested and put to trial for a murder that they did not commit. And then the comedical attempts um, of the cousin, who is Vincent Gambini, played by uh, Joe Pesci, uh, a lawyer who had only recently passed the bar exam after several <laughs> unsuccessful attempts attempts to defend them. So, what's up? Are you, are you thinking about the movie, or did I mess something up? No, 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 no. I'm thinking about the movie. When you said several unsuccessful okay. attempts, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. about the the sequence, the scenes that are, you know, that uh, uh, Bill and Stan are are realizing that uh, he is not at all what they were expecting. Right. Um. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No. Six times the charm for me. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just losing their minds and they're talking to him. He's like, so uh, when was your last case? Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah. never. This will actually be my first uh, trial in a courtroom. <laughs> like, uh, what? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, the only other things he did for like the six weeks leading up to after he passed the bar exam was like personal injury. Personal or injury, like Laura. That. Yeah. And all he was doing yeah. was soliciting, <laughs> yeah. you know, businesses for personal injuries personal injury <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh that's good it's good yeah no this movie had me cracking up quite a bit so uh you know as the typical theme of first time watching usually my notes kind of go in like the order of oh this pops into my head because this happened immediately right when i saw it so that's kind of wh- where it goes so um if you watched along with us and are tuning in you'll kind of see where the flow is going so um right off the bat i just taking the movie for what it was showing me, it was like, I really appreciated that the movie itself pl- played true to like true authentic style of what like country is or uh, what um, rural road tripping is like. You know what I mean? Like the scenes that you saw, like those rundown, like crazy weird named diners that made no <laughs> sense on why they're there. Right. Like, that's the kind of stuff that you see even in Ohio, just cruising down, you know, 20 minutes outside of Columbus and you get that same kind of feel. So, like, I was watching this movie and I was like, this is exactly what it felt like when we were driving to Cracker Barrel for a family dinner. Like, this is this is exactly what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And it's it spoke to me. It was kind of like, it was me saying, oh, I don't miss that. But, man, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. And, and kind of going along with that too, a major theme that we see in the movie in general is, uh, I mean, I guess everyone involved, uh, Stan, Bill, uh, Vinny and Lisa. I mean, it's kind of a whole story of city people out of, in the country, kind of out of their element. Um, you know, mm-hmm. especially with uh, Vinny and Lisa losing their minds over the the trains rolling <laughs> through and yeah. the the pigs going to market in the morning and uh, yep. the yep. the wake up whistle at the uh, 
<laughs> was it a it was a sawmill i think it was sawmill yeah um, yeah yeah and you know they talk about the mud they don't really know how to interact with the mud and the locals are like yeah. oh yeah we're famous for our mud <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> no all of that stuff is just spot on and it's and it's crazy i mean obviously they kind of embellish it but you know if i was just like always living in this city right off the bat like i could totally get that you know kind of and especially with us like i mean we didn't grow up like in a city or in the country but like we we recognize Mm -hmm. the difference between the two instead of like only um experiencing one or the other so we're like oh yeah you know what i remember what this is like but i'm also not surprised (laughs) that it's like that you know right exactly yeah but it was it was good i think they did that did that really well um it's very cool and it's like they almost play dumb where it's like they don't um in their mind they don't think they're out of place but obviously they're out of place like the way that they talk to people they're just like we're just normal people just hanging out you know we're just doing what we got to do yeah not being like oh i'm seriously out of place aren't i like you know what i mean yeah like the 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 locals are, are you know uh, trying to help them out or look at them like they're crazy and and uh Vinny and Lisa are like whoa who do you think you're talking to or you know like mm-hmm. they have that kind of uh adversary reaction like I'm just minding my own business leave me alone right uh nothing to see here kind of thing right right <laughs> and you kind of see that right off the bat where like Bill and Stan I mean they're just like two young guys. So they're just like going with the flow. But mm-hmm. when Vinny and Lisa show up for the very first time, um, and then Lisa's asking for the Chinese food, like that's when the interactions really start <laughs> where like the, the local town folk are like, who are these people? And then they're just like, Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I think, uh, I think they, it's actually commented on really early. Vinny says something to Lisa about like, uh, you know, sticking out like a sore thumb, around here or mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. um and that's kind of what started off they don't really acknowledge it anymore and they actually it's kind of downplayed by them as we go along but i mean it shows how naive they are as to how the yep. that part of the world lives exactly exactly <laughs> yeah and I, and I think that's obviously part of the comedic thing in the movie but <laughs> i think they just it all in all they pulled it off like really really well um Moving on, uh, one thing that also really stuck out to me was just the transition music itself between scenes. It like, like what you were seeing in the plot of the film, parts were comedic, but not the whole thing. Like in all, the whole thing is kind of like a pretty serious matter, but also it does take itself seriously at times where like people are actually like stressed out and like, this is a big deal. Like our booties are on the line. Like we need to get out of this situation. Mm -hmm. But the consistent transition music almost feels like a Seinfeld comedic, like sitcom feel of transitions. Oh, definitely. Which I really like kind of appreciated. I, definitely. And it was kind of a nice breakup because there is an element of seriousness to the movie. I mean, these basically kids are on trial for murder and they're basically going to go mm-hmm. right to the chair uh, right. if they're convicted, but then it'll go to a cutscene at the end of the day and it's, some kind of like a you know uh bebopping road trip kind of music you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um, right, right. it's like ah, it doesn't really fit but it, i mean it fits the movie but 
there's a a nice contrast between the seriousness and the uh, uh, and the comedic element. Right, and I think this is like I mean, music is always such a huge key thing, but um, this is one of the one of the movies that I've seen that has that that balance of like the visual and the plot is serious for the most part, but the music is always comedic, <laughs> and they blend it so well that it's like it doesn't take you out of touch of the movie, um, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So that's good stuff. Um, I did love just like the overarching theme of comedy in it where it was like it was almost a theme of misunderstanding the entire time like where we go back where uh, people are way out of their realm of oh I'm from New York City but here I am in like rural Alabama and like I don't know what to do with my hands but (laughs) that whole thing just like travels throughout it even in conversations with the characters I mean I started cracking up so much like some of my favorite comedy even just in like real life that makes it so funny to me is when you're having a conversation with somebody, but you're both talking about two different things, but somehow it's working out and you both think you're talking about the same thing, (laughs) but you, but you're not. And then like the conversation starts and completes and they both think that they were talking about the same thing, but it's completely opposite. And that happened multiple times in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I love it. Like that stuff cracks me up even in real life. So the first one that really got me going was like, and this one, this one was just kind of like a softball of this kind of comedy, but it was when Bill and Stan were first being um, accused of murder by the sheriff. You know what I mean? Where like the questions being asked and the answers being said all went along of like, oh, I stole a can of tuna. But the sheriff is like, why did you do it, son? And all this yeah. kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so, and it's <clears throat> with that being early on in the movie, uh, it's so many it's almost a cliche and it's i i think that that's what they were playing at being a comedy type mm-hmm. movie is so many plots can be entirely avoided if it were not for a, a miscommunication early on yes um yes because that's a good point it's a whole sequence so it's got to be rough it's got to be 15 ish minutes of mm-hmm. these guys uh uh separate interactions uh the sheriff and stan and the sheriff and bill um you know they're they're being no one actually says anything about <laughs> what actually happened you know bill's talking about yeah. oh well i don't i don't know it just uh we went in we got our we bought our groceries and it just kind of happened i don't you know it, i don't know what to yeah. say and the sheriff's like well what do you mean it just kind of <laughs> happened um uh, and <laughs> And I don't know. No, no one mentioned just one little mention of what's going on could have could have cleared everything up, or at least knowing what kind of evidence that they had, the circumstantial evidence, mm-hmm. it would have. Mm-hmm. Looking at it realistically, it would have went to trial anyway, but it would have been just totally different, um, right? Uh, because the sheriff was going on into this under the. He actually got a call on the radio saying, "Hey, we're about to get a confession." Well, of course, the guys were confessing to stealing a can of tuna, <laughs> and they were ready right, to right. sign the document saying they did it, um, right. not realizing right. that it was for murder. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> and like as much as like a cliche as we talk about it, where it's like it is, and some movies can almost use it to a fault. But the thing that this movie does is like they don't leverage it to drive the plot. It's like it's that first plot driving that the misunderstanding happens, but then they just use it as a comedy thing. So like the next one that really stuck out was when <laughs> Vinny first arrived at the prison. And it, which one was he talking to? Was it Stan? It was Stan he was talking yeah. to? It was Stan. Because Stan so, had never met him before. He's act. Vinny was right. is Bill's cousin. 
Right, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. So like Vinny comes into the cell and like obviously like as the first visit of a lawyer. <laughs> and so Vinny's under the understanding that Stan knows what he looks like, what he's here for and stuff. But Stan's like, oh gosh, okay, this is the point where I get like, you know, prison groped and all this other kind yeah. of stuff. Well, and so they the had actually, goes back and right before like this that. happened, right before, and Bill's sleeping at this time, right before this happened, Stan and Bill were, had just been talking about how, you know, like what's going to happen to him in jail and prison. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. and so that's what has Stan already panicking before Vinny gets there. Um, mm-hmm. And then that whole conversation ensues, and obviously Stan's thinking Vinny wants to uh you know get a little handsy and uh (laughs) vinny's just trying to understand what's going on and not introduce himself but not introduce himself at the same time um yeah he's like yeah 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 (laughs) and he's like okay i'm here to take care of you like you're mine and all this other kind of stuff and stan's like no no i don't want that yeah he's like all right we're gonna do this or what stan's like yeah uh, we gonna do this (laughs) it's so good and then you know some other points especially with like the first interaction of like uh judge holler and um and vinnie and just the the misunderstanding in the courtroom was just a long drawn out process of of comedic um nail on the head right there so very 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 good um it it almost is like vinnie's demeanor right where like Vinny as a human being in a normal conversation, if something's not going his way, he would like sit down and under his breath, like curse out and just be like, yeah, of course, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But he does that like in the courtroom and the judge is like, what did you just say? And then like multiple contempt of court charges and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I think it was it it got to the point where it was the third or fourth time. And at this point, he was already tired of being woken up at 530 in the morning. Um, he's like, whatever, I'll just go to jail and maybe I'll, maybe I'll get more rest in jail and it shows him sleeping like a baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And people are just hooting and hollering, but it's like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very good. Uh, did you have anything else like on top of that, uh, point for like how the com- comedy is delivered throughout the movie? Um, yeah, I, I, most of my points for something like that were basically the, the interactions between Vinny and judge holler, um, you know, and and it's, it kind of gets away a little bit away from the miscommunication aspect. And it's more towards, uh, Vinny's ignorance of trial procedure. Um, (laughs) right. Right. You know, doesn't know how to, uh, uh, doesn't know how, uh, what's the, Oh, he asked him how they plead and doesn't know how to say that. He starts bringing oh. his case right there, and that's I think that's his first contempt of court. <laughs> right. um, yep, you know, yep, yep. and a big thing was the dress code, too, because the first day he comes in with... He's wearing a jacket, <laughs> no tie, but he's wearing a jacket, but it's leather. It's like a leather sport coat, yep. and Judge Holler yep. loses his mind uh, over that. <laughs> um, and there's there's several more uh dress code kind of stuff later on too like uh the mm-hmm. uh when they're stuck out in the mud and he gets his his suit all dirty yep. he's got to wear that it's like the second hand suit that burgundy tuxedo and he walks in there <laughs> late anyway uh judge holler's already mm-hmm. mad at him being late and he's like <laughs> he was about to lose his lose his mind 
uh, and he thought yep. he was playing him. Like he thought he was, you know, disrespecting the court by wearing that. And he had to explain himself. Right. And I think that was right. his last one too, is he, he couldn't stop commenting under his breath. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. But the cool thing about that too, that I also re- uh, really enjoyed was like that, that argument of him, like why I'm wearing this suit was almost the turning point of like him becoming loyally mm-hmm. in the court where he's like, okay, here's a tiny little argument that I'm going to win by proving that this is the best thing I got. I'm aware I'm wearing it because of for you or whatever. And then from there on out, you can see like Vinny has a lot of confidence in the courtroom and stuff. So, <laughs> right. And, and it was, and you can see his confidence changed there. And I think the very next big step that we see is <laughs> when he he's objecting to the i think it was the department of transportation expert that they brought in uh, oh yeah like, the, like was it the fbi something i think it was like the fbi that he did stuff with like tire track yeah yeah it was like i stuff. think he worked for department of transportation but also did work as a like a like uh transportation forensic investigation kind of stuff oh okay and okay yeah, yeah. Uh, Vinny objects and he's bringing up his whole argument for his objection about how he hadn't known him seen beforehand, hadn't had time to yeah. vet out the expert witness. And he brings this whole argument right. and the judge is just like, uh, uh, well, Mr. Gambini, that was a extremely lucid, well thought out and overall, uh, I can't even remember the quote, you know, great <laughs> objection overruled though. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> just cause the he didn't like was him. Like I started, Right, right. I started laughing at that because, like, the scene before, um, Gambini was asking, uh, Vinny was asking Lisa, like, what was that that you read about Discovery? So it's almost like he memorized that paragraph in the book. It's exactly and what he said did. it in court to the objection. So <laughs> I was laughing pretty good. <laughs> um, good stuff. Yeah. Big and stuff. I think, obviously, there's little stuff that happened outside of the courtroom, too, but a, a large portion of the comedy in this movie is is centered around Vinny not having any idea how to conduct mm-hmm. himself right <clears throat> right um sweet yeah okay well we kind of touched on it a little bit like my next point was just how much I really enjoyed just watching Vinny grow as like a lawyer in the courtroom um and almost you could see him drawing uh, his professionalism almost from like his forced lifestyle while staying in Alabama, mm-hmm. like waking up, being prepared and all this other stuff. Um, and just kind of like having these life experiences to think two steps ahead, you know, where something has happened. Uh, okay. Now I'm scrambling, but how do I like make a best of a worst scenario, which the courtroom was like the, the worst scenario that he was trying to make the best of. Right. And he formed his arguments around that. So um, it was really kind of cool how it all jumped back and forth um i thought they did a really good job yeah like building Vinny as a character yeah definitely and i that's i I think that's something i have noted pretty well in my notes as well um right early on very beginning of the movie basically Vinny has talked up about you know uh he's going to be a great lawyer uh, he's from the Gambini family. That's that's what they do. They live to argue and prove points and that sort of thing. And and we get to see that <laughs> that Vinny, he's really good at breaking down an argument, uh, able to find flaws, yeah. pick apart testimonies, but he doesn't understand how to apply that to the courtroom. And that's why for the majority of the movie, he's crashing and burning really hard, even though 
you know, it, it kind of alludes to him knowing what's going on and knowing, uh, knowing what the right solution is to all of this, but not knowing how to apply it to courtroom procedure. Yeah. And that's what we start to see him grow on is kind of putting them, putting two and two together and figuring out how to present his case in such a way that, Mm -hmm. uh, it's gonna, it's gonna work out. Right. Right. You kind of see it starting only a little bit like i guess you see the spark that hey you know what this is there and that's when he was like arguing with the guy for the 200 dollars because um they hustled them <laughs> well like they they were trying to hustle but then got hustled oh no they got stiffed or something like that yeah at least like they got, got stiffed. stiffed out of 200 dollars playing pool right because uh, she was right. hustling him yeah that's right that's uh, right and like the cool like counter thing of this whole movie was you know, 75% of the movie, Vinny's kind of like struggling, trying to figure out, learn and just get better. But all the while you have Lisa over here, who seems to like have a good handle on like what's going on and what should be happening. And it's not happening. And she's like, uh, you're the one that should know this. How come I have to be like, Hey, take a look at this. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's kind of like that weird counterbalance, um, and, and, and like and it all brings back together where they're both like firing all cylinders mm-hmm. not no pun intended but like when she's given her expert testimony about um, cars and stuff which right. is really cool so yeah well it's the the way it's kind of uh addressed in the movie it's almost like like we just talked about how Vinny is able to break an argument down to the bare bones and that sort of thing but lisa has more of the like analytical mind where she's Vinny's good at the argument side and Lisa's good at like the understanding the procedure and she ends up helping him kind of click it all together. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause she's, she actually picked up his, uh, the, uh, courtroom rules, uh, book that was given to yeah. him by judge holler, um, and starts going through it and kind of picking apart, uh, some of the things that, you know, Vinny needs to be working on. Right. Right. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, the next one here, like something I really enjoyed too, um, is that sometimes I like it when like movies intersperse, but then also throw you the last bone and then you figure like, ah, okay. Like there's a lot of aha moments in this movie, especially when it comes to like that final scene in the courtroom. But like, I like started, you know, pounding on the bed or whatever when I was watching it when like the whole grits came up Mm -hmm. and Vinny was like, oh, so you're telling me that it takes you five minutes instead of 20 minutes to make your grits? That doesn't make much sense. And I'm like, oh my gosh, as it comes all back around where it's like he never knew what grits were and he was like, this is the weirdest, most disgusting thing. But Mm -hmm. it actually ended up being like the first big break in his argument for the entire case and then just cracked the case wide open and um, really started building from there, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And it's that specifically. And uh, just, there were several, several scenes that really had no bearing on the movie up until then. And then afterwards, except, except until the end. Um, And they really just were kind of filled with seemingly extraneous information like the grits um, and Lisa's ridiculous photo taking. um, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Was a, was a big one as well. It's like, how is this fitting into the movie other than it just being annoying? 
Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not really sure how it fits in. And then it all comes back around full circle. He ends up using the grits argument in court. Um, and that thing, yep. that was, that was, when he was first starting to kind of get locked in at tearing apart these witness witness statements, um, you know, then he went on to right back to back to back. Uh, you know, he proved the, the grits guy. Um, I can't remember her name, but the, uh, the older lady that, uh, ended up not being able to see too well. And he's like, okay, well this is half the distance. How many fingers am I holding up? And she had no idea. Um, yep. There's the guy who couldn't look out of his, there's no way he could have seen anything going on out of his dirty windows and the trees blocking <laughs> the store. Um, but the yep, grits thing yep. was what really, really started it all. Um, exactly. Which is, that, I mean, that's just it. in itself was a funny interaction too. And he was really good at, I, I kind of talk, I'll talk about it here in a little bit with some of my notes. Um, but, you know, his breaking everything down and how he explains everything out, you know, and I, he was he's learning that even if it's completely obvious to everyone involved, the whole point of that witness uh, testimony and cr- well, cross-examining the witness is, you know, you have to you you make the point, you reinforce the point, and then you circle back around and yep. reinforce it again. Um, right, right. Which it's he, almost like you try to break it down to the most smallest thing for the juries to digest, yes. and then you build them up from there. Yes, and you, yeah, you break it down, and then you build it back up, and then you reinforce it again, and you keep basically you keep hammering it home until it's painfully <laughs> obvious to everyone involved. Um, yeah, and 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 throughout that whole thing too, just his demeanor of the whole ordeal is, is comical as well. Right, right, right. I'm with you. That's cool. That's a really good point. Um, and then ending my portion here of the points I had, um, I mean, the movie's great. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved it. Um, and now that I think about it, like you see a lot of the growth happening. But the only thing that kind of felt out of place was that weird just instant transition of the way Vinny acted and and changed things in the courtroom where like the scene before he was freaking out papers were everywhere him and lisa were in a fight then all of a sudden he comes in calm cool collected and just tears everything Mm -hmm. apart and he's like ready to go so it's like as awesome as that was and i could see that happening there was almost no eureka moment within Vinny's mind that you kind of like saw it all come together but yet again that's also just him learning behind the scenes from his mistakes and what's been happening. And then all of a sudden he's like able to, to get going. But um, yeah, that, that was the only thing that kind of like felt out of, out of place for me, but um, maybe something that kind of brings it down a couple notches and puts it maybe back in the right place is almost like the count counteracting, um, uh, you know, kind of style of you got the public defender and he just breaks down and can't do it. And then yeah. he is the one to actually like come out and be the better lawyer. Right. Um, Cause I was losing it when the public <laughs> defender was like up there doing his thing. It was hilarious. He sits back down and Stan was like, what on earth was that? And he's like, I, I uh, get a little <laughs> nervous talking to the jury. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I'm better. I'm a lot better. <laughs> um, and the one thing I look at on that on that that is a relatively dramatic transition from you know unsure of himself Vinny to I'm winning this case Vinny. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in the movie, 
you know, he's basically knocking down every single one of these, uh, you know, circumstances or not. It's a, it's evidence. Um, he basically just one after another, knocking them down like dominoes, um, and kind of whittling it down to one main focus. He's got one more point that he needs to make. And then he knows he absolutely has the case. And, um, and part of that confidence is he had that eureka moment where he knows he he knows that he can prove it. Like there's there's like no more doubt at all because he put it together and right. it's just a matter of getting Lisa up the the hostile witness up there. Um, yeah, yeah, to prove it. And and he also got the sheriff on board as well. Um, true, he, he got the true. sheriff convinced that that uh, he was right. Right. And I guess like, I mean, another maybe like comedic note to all this, but the fact that they were so gun ho that Ben and Stan were it, they find out that they're not it. And then it's just like, oh, it's whatever. Like the sheriff, the whole town is like, like everyone's friends now. OK, well, it's not them. So it's fine. Like, <laughs> forget about it. You know, it's OK. He got shot. It's OK that there's two other young people just killed somebody in our town and just automatically left and they just forgot about it. Like it. I'm like what? Yeah, like I like I understand it. Yeah, you know, the justice system came through. These guys were innocent, and they were proven innocent. All of that, but it's like right. it's like as soon as this was over, the whole town was just ready to have a big old party. I'm like, well, there's still like <laughs> I know another trial that needs to happen. Like a guy was right. still murdered. Like yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> the, the, but they're about let's go. Ha- they're like let's just go have a party at the sack and suds while the dead body's still there and just chill. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's good. I mean, all right. That's the end of my points. Um, anything you wanted to touch on before so, we uh, round out this, probably? Uh, so I think most everything that you talked about, I had, and if not, I was able to kind of interject it as we went. One thing I wanted to talk about, though, is although this was a comedy, strangely enough. This movie is actually very highly regarded in the legal community as a extremely accurate um, depiction of real life court proceedings. Um, obviously, Which is nuts. Yeah, it is. I had no idea. Yeah, and I uh, did some reading on this, um, and it's actually cited in multiple books, uh, like legal textbook type books. Um, by criminal defenders, law professors, and just other lawyers in general as an aid in wow. presenting expert witnesses, rules of evidence, um, voir dire, which is like a select jury of the uh, selection of jury, uh, mm-hmm. relevance to the case, cross-examination. Um, and it, it's a good, it's actually very true to life how all of this is predicted in or uh, uh, shown in the movie and it also kind of a two for one it also shows a lot of what not to do hey you're you know you're uh, a, a lawyer starting out you're going to be going into your first case don't do this um, right. kind of stuff and although like I said although it does have that comedic element it's really doing the correct things and and there was a couple uh, quotes from lawyers and uh law professors um it 
they actually kind of hold it in higher regards than even really famous law movies like a few good men and you know those type of movies yep. they actually prefer this one and there's even uh uh real law professors that are showing this as part of courses which i thought was uh <laughs> extremely interesting um mm-hmm. you know this is coming directly from seventh circuit court of appeals uh judge Riz, uh richard posner uh, praised my cousin Vinny as being particularly rich in practice tips. Uh, That's funny. How a criminal That's defense really lawyer cool. must stand his ground against a hostile judge, uh, even at the cost of exasperating the judge. There's a whole a whole list of quotes from from real lawyers and judges wow. about this movie, which is it's just crazy to think about. I mean, it's just a it's a Joe Pesci comedy movie. Um, right, right. That's that's pretty true to life. That's really cool. And I almost wonder, I mean, with the comedic side of it, I mean, this had to be done on purpose, right? I mean, if you look at like just education, the best way to go about things is like, okay, how much can we like chisel it down to the to the to the most broadest, easily understandable points and we'll start there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking at a comedy movie, what better way to like bring into a court than like what are the basic aspects of court? And like, how can we make that work in the movie and make it funny? So I could see how like a lot of that can be translated because it's like, well, this is how court runs. I mean, obviously we want to keep that, but we also don't want it to be so overly complex, like a few good men or something mm-hmm. where you also have a much more overarching story based in the courtroom where this is like so slimmed down in the courtroom, but also funny. Like if that makes any sense, yep. but I could totally see that. And that's really cool that this has been a long-standing like cited movie for that kind of stuff well yeah and, and it, it does kind of make sense because uh you know whether whether it was intended to be to set an example or not um <laughs> a lot right. of the authenticity of this is comes directly from uh i while i was looking up some other stuff i remember reading this and i found it here uh director jonathan lynn actually has a law degree from cambridge university Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. That makes so, a lot of sense. That's cool. That's cool. That kind of makes sense as to where a lot of that uh, technical courtroom procedure type stuff comes from. Right. That's really cool. And from a guy who like went to law school and now he's directing, who knows his journey from there, but he probably remembered those basic things of the court of law. And he was like, okay, I know how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I know what to do and I know what not to do. And I know... I know what's really funny about that too. So we'll yeah, put it all in. Yeah. There. Yeah. I love it, man. That's a that's a great point. I appreciate I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, no problem. I thought that was uh I thought that was it was pretty interesting. You know, it's not you can't really say that about too many comedies. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Especially with Joe Pecci, but Yeah, no it. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what a freaking show, man. This was good. I mean, I always love these movie mysteries, but it's kicking off with a bang. My cousin Vinny, great pick, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. What uh what's the one we have next week? We have next week we have the heavy hitter known as Heat. Starring Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Val Kilmore. So yeah, I mean it it's it's a it's a hefty chunk of a movie. I mean, it's good all the way through, but it's three hours long. So I I would not uh, judge you if you split that up and do a couple viewings <laughs> to soak it down. But 
I will say it is very engrossing, so you may just end up watching it in one sitting. So either way, I think it's going to be a good one for you. Awesome. Yeah. I think we'll uh, we'll sit down probably on you know uh, Friday evening or, or maybe a, a Saturday matinee. And uh, There you go. <laughs> Saturday and, and matinee. Plenty of beer. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, right. Yeah. Very excited That's about good. that, too. I've heard... Uh, heard of it for quite a while just have never never gotten around to seeing it and i know you're right. a uh uh al pacino junkie so definitely not surprised <laughs> that another one uh popping up here <laughs> right no no i think you're really gonna enjoy it. i mean this is like very typical like you know later career after godfather like mm-hmm. style of al pacino where Every now and then he'll just start yelling at people for no reason. And it just it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, also, my uh, my rating of my cousin Vinny, uh, eight point five out of ten for sure. Solid. Eight point five out of ten. Nice. Uh, and you know what? I think I will go ahead and give it a nine. Uh, do I think Ooh. it's the best movie of all time? No, but. I would say I've never once it's a movie that I've never turned off. That's good. You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it. So, yeah. And don't mind my typing That's here. Good. I'm actually adding to my list of movies <laughs> for next time. So, okay. I just came I up love with it. one. That's good. I love it. <laughs> Episode 118 for my cousin Vinny. Thanks so much for hopefully you watched along and listen along here to Young Nostalgia. We appreciate every single one of you. And if you did watch along and or my cousin Vinny is something that you watch quite often um, and you enjoy, give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the movie and if our opinions are absolutely wrong because most of the time they are. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> you can find us on all your favorite podcasting apps, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. We are out there. If you like what you're hearing, as always, if we want to hear from you, give us an email or give us a five-star review. It means the world and helps us grow together. Next week, we got Heat for episode 119, starring Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Val Kilmore. And uh, yeah, this was my cousin Vinny. What do you think, big guy? Anything else? I think I'm excited for next week. I think so too, man. I'm right there with you. You rock. Man, you didn't say as much, so I didn't start the music, oh. but you got the music <laughs> I'm throwing out your timing here. <laughs> Yeah, right? (laughs) That's okay. You're the man, dude. Great show. As always, shoot. What do we say here on Young Nostalgia? Keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. I really messed that up. We'll talk to you next week.